0: This is The Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Boom, 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 Come
1: and feel it.
0: And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker.
2: Why not? We can do it. It is a beautiful first day of fall. Full day of fall in the Mile High City. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg back and Jay Parker. Uh, busy day today, Jay. Uh,
3: that's uh, that's putting it mildly. This is the this is the first day of fall. This is what we get. Is that a, is that a normal thing? I mean, I've only lived here 18 years, so I don't know if you get uh, torrential downpours.
2: I don't think it is. It, Torrential downpour. Wow, it's raining a little bit. It's a little. It's a little chilly outside. You're soft. You're soft. Well, the
3: first day of fall. I think of like leaves, and it's, it's sunny, and you're out taking a walk with a leaf blower, and you're doing stuff like that. Happiness,
2: right? Yeah, happiness. This yeah. is just a little gray. It's a and little gray. We're happy, though, right? Oh, I, well, I love it. All right. We're live from the Crafty Fox Pizzeria and Tap House right here on 39th and Fox Street. It is the Eater Show and Micro Brewfest. What a great turnout we had today.
3: Uh, great turnout with, you know, not so perfect weather. I mean, and, and it's one of those things that and Charlie got. Hold and on. He, what is
2: perfect weather to you?
3: Well, perfect weather is, you know, 66 degrees and uh, cloudy. And, uh, yeah. We had that. Well, we did. Uh, we did have. That. So it was perfect weather. It was. It was. So it was perfect weather. But by other people's standards, it could have been a. It could have been a little bit better. But, uh, you know, uh, Greg, you roll with the punches, and it's like, listen, we had people coming out for for craft beer, and uh, we didn't disappoint.
2: Hey, if you didn't make it down next year, right? Always next year. There's we always, always next year, it. and it might even be a uh, every six month type of thing. What? <laughs> Do I do I have to do as much as I did if
3: it's every six <laughs> months, or can you I? You con- did do a lot. Can I'm very proud of you,
2: but I'm very proud of a lot of people. Absolutely. And without further ado, one of these guys that just makes it all happen, and the beautiful dulcet tones of Mr. Charlie Kinney from Brews Beers played such an instrumental part in Microbrew Fest today. Charlie, how are you tonight?
1: I am doing great, guys. It was a great fest. I think it's uh, destined to become a Denver classic, and. Uh so uh you know those of you didn't make it this year look forward to next year and mark your calendars hey
2: listen did you see my face light up when he said denver classic because anybody that does a festival and we're going to dig in with this with charlie because he sees a lot of them being the head brewer and owner of brews beers that uh these come uh are every weekend they come a lot of times and charlie i'll just ask you right now uh Micro Brewfest as, you know, here you are. You're part of the family. You're here. You might even say a few nice words because you want to say a few nice words. But Micro Brewfest, is this something that you really truly believe is going going to be something that sticks in Denver,
1: Colorado? Absolutely. I I just think you had a great lineup of breweries. Um, As you walked around and looked at the crowd, everybody was having a good time. Uh, Despite the uh, weather being a bit chilly, um, people were having fun, and uh, they were—they were. It was a great mix of breweries. You had large breweries, small breweries, uh, all kinds in there, and uh, everybody was uh, just having a good time. It was one of those laid-back, easy-going fests that people like to go to.
2: Let's talk about your capacity within this brew festival right here. Now we reached out to you. There's no secret. People hear your voice every week on the Modern Eater and the Modern Drinker show. There's no mistake that you are a sponsor of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, we reached out to you and said, hey, listen, we want you to be the lead judge in Micro Brew Fest. That's a pretty difficult thing, uh, especially you have to pull brews beers out of the beer festival for the IPA competition. Talk to us a little bit about what that's like to be in this competition and then be somebody who actually pulls yourself out and has to taste. How many breweries did we have tonight?
1: I think we had about 40 entries in the uh, in the competition, which a is bit. a lot. Yes. And uh, we had four teams of judges, and um, the competition was awesome. I mean, uh, we would have loved to have been in there. We've got a couple IPAs at brews, but uh, uh, it was an IPA competition, and I like the fact that it was focused on one style of beer, and certainly the most popular style of beer in America. And uh, each of the breweries submitted a, a really good entry. As we're sitting there looking at the field, there weren't any bad beers in there. So it was challenging for us as the judges to how do, how do you pick the best of the best when all of them are really high-caliber beers.
3: Well, Jay Parker here, Greg. What I liked about how we did the IPA competition, when I say we, that's, that was Charlie and Kyle doing that. But it's not i mean, it's an IPA competition, but a lot of times uh, uh, beer fests and competitions will kind of single out a certain style of IPA, and they only want this sort of thing. We just
1: said, hey, listen, yeah.
3: uh, IPA in yeah. the title— and and bring it in and go nuts and i think a, a is few that people smart
1: charlie is that smart to do or well, what absolutely t- you know ipa is the most popular beer in america right. and there are tons of different ipas there are belgian ipas there are uh, dark ipas there are red ipas rye ipas white ipas uh new england ipas sour you know. hazy you just go yeah, down you, the list right you name it there are so many variations on it so It's a great category because all of those different variations ended up in the competition and, you know, we'd be tasting and say, okay, this is a New England IPA, got a lot of hop nose to it, it's got a lot of hop flavor, not so much uh, bitterness, which makes it really drinkable and kind of juicy and and then you'd go to more classic IPAs that, you know, kind of hit you up front with some bitterness and then a lot of hop flavor and great hop aroma, so you got to got to try a lot gamut. of different things. So to
2: the novice, they just heard a lot of things from you, especially with an IPA, right? So just rewind, Charlie, and, and we like to just sit back and listen to you. In order to be a high, an IPA, what do you have to be in order to qualify for that IPA category?
1: Well, um, you know, if you look at classic IPAs, those were the English IPA originally developed back in the uh, middle of the uh, 19th century and they would ship beer. I mean, uh, ships would come from India loaded with goods, but when they went back. Spoiled. Yeah, well, when when the ships went back, they were kind of empty. So originally, they started putting barrels of beer down in the hold as ballast to kind of keep the ship stable. So you're talking about the journey
2: from uh, the the great uh, homeland of uh, English, uh, uh, English IPAs to come down along the coast mm-hmm. uh, down along the south tip of Africa Absolutely. back up around to India right and, and that process was very laborious and it didn't work out a lot of times
1: Well, it took a long time and the boil uh, the beers would typically be spoiled by the time they would get to India right. so they figured out if they up the hops and the up the gravity of the beer uh, a bit, it would preserve it better. And, and it worked. It worked. And so the real success was not the beers they sent to India, right. it was that the domestic market picked up on IPAs and they became the most popular beers in Britain.
2: So, wh- why would such an uh, archaic method, right, stick in such modern times?
1: Well, when Americans got hold of IPAs, uh, we had very unique hops coming from the Pacific Northwest, very citrusy, grapefruity type hops. And we started making IPAs with those, and it caught on like wildfire because they're really tasty beers. Uh, They bring out a lot of flavor, a lot of aroma, a lot of nuance and all, and you can sit there and taste 40 IPAs like we did today, and while they all share some things in common, they're all different too, and they're unique.
2: So we had a competition today at our microbrew festival. I don't know, what what would you guys surmise, 1,500 people? I think that that's a fair number. There was a
3: lot of people. There they, was yeah, a, lot people. a lot. of We, we did a uh, couple of different areas of the brew fest to paint you a picture. You walk in, you see uh, uh, just a hitch in the mouth with brewers. Uh, Tenertle uh, was playing live music from 3 to 5, the DJ guy. Then we did a week because it's such a great venue and it's big and roomy. We said uh, we, let's uh, space it out. So we, we put about you know 30 brewers in the center. Put a little, a uh, couple of vendors on the way up to the gaming area. Had a gaming area up top so people can mess around with beer pong and cornhole and all that stuff. And everywhere I went, I, and the videos will come.
2: But uh, people uh, were everywhere. They are in every corner uh, of the fest. So I, I think and I think that's a testament, Jay, to delicious craft beer that is not only in Colorado, which we do a great job of that, but beyond and. I think the lineup of what we uh, just short of 50. We had a couple of breweries that weren't able to make it today, which is completely reasonable when you're. There was deep. enough beer. There was plenty of. There beer. was enough beer. IPA was a theme, but uh-huh. uh, hundreds of delicious craft beers were poured today, and IPA really was the theme for the judging mm-hmm. competition. And as we talk about that, and as we talk about IPA, it's probably the uh, most popular theme, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when it comes to IPAs and people with the different variations of IPAs, I, I, what I've seen through my studies, Charlie, mm-hmm. is that um, IPAs become a pretty acquired taste. Uh, yeah. why, do, why do you figure it's that that some people either love or hate an IPA? Or oh. they're afraid of them, too. I want to throw that in
3: there. You've why seen would it, that?
2: Yeah, they're, they're afraid of IPAs.
1: Well, you know, when IPAs first came out, the biggest thing was bitterness. So you would get, you know, IBUs, International Bittering Units, uh, became the, the kind of benchmark for IPAs. And the more bitter, the better. Well, the problem with really, really bitter beers was a lot of people just didn't care for them. But in more recent times, what you're starting to see is they're adding the hops instead of adding them early where they produce bitterness, they're adding them later in the brew where they produce hop flavor and hop aroma, and that has kind of rejuvenated the entire IPA market in the U.S. And what's interesting, if you go over now, you'll see Germans growing American hop varieties so they can make IPAs in Germany. And that, to me, (laughs) was the litmus test when you've got the Germans imitating American beers.
2: Great way to uh, talk about that and give us a good segue into uh, here we go, Brews Beers, the head brewer at right? Brews Beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium-style Belgium style beers altogether, right? IPAs mm-hmm. really isn't the thing for uh, what you were just alluding to and speaking about, is that's really not the thing for Belgium-style beers by origin, right? Right. I yeah. mean, that's an origin
1: thing. IPAs are not indigenous to Belgium, although uh, I was talking to somebody recently that had been to a beer fest in Belgium, and he said every brewery had an IPA. And the reason is that, first of all, they're good. And uh, this is something that the U.S. is now extending to other countries. You've got people that are brewing American-style IPAs in Belgium, in England, in Germany, in the Czech Republic. These are the classic beer regions. And they're starting to brew American-style IPAs because why? Yeah, because they're good and people like them. And, and they're the big rage over there right and, now.
3: And, and I'll throw in, they're not dumb. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, hey, listen, every businessman in the world take will tell you. Take us in the break, Jay. We're uh, going to
1: take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk
2: about that because I love that type of conversation. And Charlie Gottenkine, Brews Beers, is here along with us. He headed up the IPA competition and micro fest a great success. Uh, the weather was what the weather was, and I'd rather be in this type of weather than in ninety degree heat, where oh, you're yeah. sampling beers and you're dehydrated, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish it was a little cooler. Well, it was, and we had a great success, and it's so good to be here today with all of you guys. So we'll take it in a break. Jake, go ahead and do it. Uh, you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We will be
0: right back. Love great food and drinks. Get tips on the best places to eat or discover new bars and restaurants. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Modern Eater. Hot dogs, get your Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Hot dogs for grown-ups and kids alike. Awesome homemade sausages, get your Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. 100% single-sourced meat. Never any artificial flavors or coloring. And always hormone-free. Experience the best dogs you'll ever eat. Just two blocks from Coors Field. A perfect place to sit on a sun-filled outdoor patio. And grab a beer and dog before a game. Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs.
4: owner john irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in trust me when i tell you the products from his bakery in arvada are fresh flavorful and masterly crafted leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing simply delicious the bakery is located in arvada on 64th and sims across the street from arvada west high school Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Dustin Brunson, Old Major. You're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio.
2: Back at it, right? Back at it. Here it is, Greg Jay Park, Parker, in the Modern Eater Show, iHeartRadio. Jake, do the introduction. Okay. This is your guy so from the I, you,
3: we're at we're Micro brew Fest. We did it today. You're familiar with how Brew Fest work. You're familiar with that. You have to have food at yes. the Brew Fest, right? Yes. So we found this guy at the Taste of Colorado, and I had to stop by his little stand because he's, uh, he's stirring these, to paint you a picture, he's stirring these big pots on an open flame, and the smell is, do- I said, I, so I walk up, his name is Steven, by the way, nicest guy on planet Earth, but we'll get into that, so I say, hey, Steven, I say, or I said, hey, sir, what's going on, he says, paella, man, paella's going on, looked at the sign, they're called Los Dos Paeros if you want to say it with an accent if you don't want to say it with an accent los los dos uh, payeros i want to see, pa-
2: see how stephen davison from los dos payeros has to
5: los dos payeros los this. dos payeros uh, estoy muy bien thank good you i'm very good right yes good wonderful Good day, right it was a good day the end of the day was a little uh, a little rainy and a little cold, yeah. but it was a good day. I yeah, had, we had a great time cooking for yeah. the people here.
2: That's your passion, isn't it?
5: Yes, yes. Putting M- smiles on faces, man, and it just makes me feel so. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, people will come back after they've eaten their meal and shake my hand and say, thank you so much for doing something like this for us. What's
2: your setup? How do um, people find you? Where do you begin, where oy, do you end? Yo
5: yo yo We are, well, so we're outside of, we're out of Fort Collins. Um, and uh, my daughter and I started this business about a year and a half ago. She, uh, she spent a year in Spain and I spent three years in Spain many years ago, 35, 36 years ago. Um, and we kind of, it kind of gelled the idea of, of taking what I've done for years and years, making paella Valenciana, paella Valenciana, um, and uh, making a catering business. So here's what I'm going to guess. Uh, you're unemployable. Oh, yeah, totally. You, you
2: love to eat.
5: <laughs> yeah. You're good at making something. I am. And you're an entrepreneur. Uh, that's right. And, and, uh, how, however I, I do have a full time job, so I'm not unemployable.
3: <laughs> you do something well, what else, what,
5: yeah, what, what it, what else what do you do?
0: What is your full time job?
5: I'm a software uh, engineer by trade, but uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm kinda on, uh, the, on the way out. Uh, uh, I've I'm had at, enough of technology. I, I want to do something that.
3: I'm assuming you enjoy uh, making paella uh, and seeing the smiles
2: rather I than do. staring at the computer
5: screen yeah, at very this much point, so. right? It's yes. a
2: good It's a good day I, because only we have a small opportunity and Jay got a headset. And uh, Stephen, I want to introduce another Stephen. It's very uh, dear to what we're doing well, right let's now. Throw him on so it. I'm going to do this right now.
3: Hello. And here he is, uh, Stephen. What's happening? What's Whatever. happening, Steven? We're talking with another Steven Davidson with Los Dos Payeros food. You need food at a beer fest. Uh, you happen to have this location for a great beer fest. Uh, the Fox Street Compound, we call it now. Yes, we do. It's the Fox Street Compound. Tell somebody about what the Fox Street Compound is all about. Why we invite David and the brewers and, and put up an event like this.
6: Well, the Fox Street Compound is a nonprofit resource center. And what we do is we bring people together over events, fun, food, mm. booze. I mean, uh, culture, such wonderful
3: things. Oh. And, and we bring everybody together. And not only is it a resource center, so then we say, hey, well, let's uh, take it a step further. And when we're not resourcing on a p- particular day, let's fill it with uh, w- with the, the, the guts that make up those things.
6: Oh, you know, it 35 or no, it was like 45, 50 brewers today. That's uh, right. A gluten-free zone. A wonderful food, paella, tacos, uh, such great, great amenities that brought people together. And, uh, you know, what we do is we try and say that
3: culture uh, is everything. uh, Culture, paella, Mm. Stephen. Now, that's a culture. Did you have a chance, Stephen, to try Stephen's paella? I did.
6: Did I you? did. Wonderful rice, bone-in thighs. That's right. I mean, it was amazing. My son actually tried it, and they said there was no kids there. Uh, I was lucky. Yeah. I brought my two-year-old, and he had some of nice, your food.
5: Nice. Yeah, it's just, it's just wonderful food. It's a uh, uh, it's, uh, 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 paella dish. It's the original paella dish uh, made by the campesinos and the farm, work, farm and field workers uh, in Valencia, outside of the uh, city of Valencia. Um, they 've been making it the way that I make it for a uh, couple hundred years. Um, I learned how to make it from the uh, uncle of my uh, girlfriend, my then girlfriend um, thirty seven years ago and I do it I do it, it to a T. Uh, the way that they do it in Valencia.
3: Well, let, let me let me jump in and I, I want to ask two things of you. One, you you do more than just event uh, food; you do catering as That's well, right? right? Yeah. So I'd like you to tell people how they can c- get in touch with Los Dos Payeros to do catering. But I also uh, because there's a hundred people out there right now that are going like, "Hey, listen, it's me what is? Give me the Cliff Note version of what paella is, and then where they can find you." All right,
5: so you can find me on uh, Los at LosDosPayeros.com. Uh, or on Facebook, uh, Los Dos Payeros, okay. basically. Um, and what is it? I uh, mean, you know,
3: break it because it's like I, I know what it is. I saw it, but I still uh, don't know what's in there yeah,
5: necessarily. So I, so it might be a secret is what no, I'm No, 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 it's not a secret. It's not, <laughs> okay. it's not a secret, but you have, to, you have to do specific things and include specific things in order to call it Paya Valenciana. So the field workers would catch a rabbit. They'd catch a chicken. They'd uh, catch some snails uh and they would uh, because they grow olives there they have olive oil because they grow rice there they have the rice and so they saute their their protein their chicken uh rabbit whatever in olive oil and then add vegetables that uh they grow uh in in the same region and and, uh uh, they'll add artichokes when artichokes are in season um, and other things and then so then they cook it for like 45 minutes to an hour Simmering simmering the juices out of the right. chicken and into the rice It's ride. all about flavor. That's right it's That's really, exactly right about and, and it's all about and the capturing rice it
2: and with the rice That's with right. the rice as well, right? Yeah, and yep. here's the tie-in and I really love this because when we talk about micro fest and the uh, Fox Street compound which just so much for our community and I say it all the time the Fox Street compound and the art grant that they did uh, with us today and we'll talk with uh, Stephen Jones a little bit more about that. But uh, the recipes that brewers do and the recipes that you do with your delicious food, Uh, There's so much care involved, and when we look at a festival like this to be able You must be pretty proud to be able to say look you're drinking delicious craft beer Why don't you uh, take this and uh, pair it with our food that we're serving with you today? That's a pretty cool thing to try and do right? That's
5: very sweet. Very nice. I enjoy it very very much.
2: Yeah, neat thing. Hey, listen, we really appreciate your... uh Steven davidson we're gonna head to break here fairly shortly it sounds really good uh, sebastian wolf is just on the ones and twos right now uh Steven jones here it is I, I mean it's one of these things to myself uh jay parker kyle moyer we met you when we fell in love we just fell in love with you um <laughs> one of these guys to where you do so much for our community that um I can't even express it. in. It, it, I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. But the Fox Street compound behind the Crafty Fox Taphouse and p- Pizzeria. What are you doing there? And what does it mean to our community? Well, our mission is give more than you receive.
6: That's a, That's it. I mean, you know, we're just trying to do our best to give back to the community and create wonderful, truly unique, that way. Yes, unique events that I mean, that everybody can get involved and be really uh, uh, just involved with, basically.
3: Steve and Jay Parker here. What are some of the other events you guys have done recently at this uh, Fox Street compound that somebody may go like, oh, okay, I was actually there. I just didn't know they called the Fox Street. uh Fest. They may know yeah, the about Denver the punk, Taco Festival, the, rock, uh,
2: the flea rock flea market. Above and beyond that, the uh, sustainable food that we have for our community with our local urban gardens is a really cool thing. That I mean, here here you are, being able to provide and nurture those types of things within our community. That's an interesting notion for people in an urban environment to be able to come in and uh, grab and source food that is uh, in a spot that normally wouldn't be there for anybody at that point. Speak on that. Oh, you know, it's Sweet Roots Garden Space,
6: 38th and Sheridan. Uh, We host a garden space, community garden up in the Highlands neighborhood that donates all their food back to the same cafe over on Colfax. Uh, It's a pay-what-you-can cafe, and I mean, we've done great things for them, just all of our greens and broccoli and everything we can produce from honey to, you know, many, many sustainable foods. But really, that came from our love
2: for, you know, sustainability and for the earth and trying to create something new. So I'm a local guy. I'm native to Denver, and I've been East High School. That was my spot. Manual High School. That I mean, I'm a Thunderbolt. You know it.
7: Uh, through and T-bolt. through.
2: T-Bolts. Uh, yeah. Uh, manual <laughs> Thunderbolts can't be beat. I, no, no, no uh, Yeah, no, listen. No. Hey, I'll give hey, out my cry all Next the time. week, homecoming. Yeah, we can do that. But uh, I really have to tell you that when it comes to being able to source and eat delicious food in an urban environment. there's a lot of people that don't have those resources to be able to do that. And for you, Stephen Jones, to be able to come out and say, hey, listen, we're going to give you the means to not only express yourself artistically, but we're going to let you express yourself in an urban environment to be able to source the foods that you may not be able to get on any kind of socioeconomic level. To You're just out of the equation at that point in time. Let's face it, a lot of the people that have more of the means to be able to have a couple bucks in their pocket eat a little bit better. And I, I think that spreading that wealth throughout the community is something that's so invaluable.
6: Oh, it's very important. You know, we have to be creative as possible, you know, with with our social, economical, you know, issues that are going on today. I mean, you know, be creative, sign up, volunteer, be as active as you can within your community, you know, grow your own, do what you can. Mm -hmm. You and know, we're well, going to help
2: you facilitate that. Oh, yes. Oh Steven yes. Davidson, when you hear that, uh, I mean, what does that mean to you as a guy that, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing that all of us weren't the privileged kids. And, and it's just one of those things to where getting your hands on good source foods and being able to provide those to other people and, and source delicious foods, it means a
5: lot, right? I think it's wonderful. I, and I think that, uh, I mean, I do just a little thing. You know, I do paella. That's my thing. Yeah. Paella. Yeah. Uh, and um, to include fresh vegetables, to include uh, uh, vegetables grown in Colorado, grown uh, uh, locally. Locally, thanks. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Well, and this
6: is a small movement. It's for small people. Yeah. You know, we, we work together to create this opportunity and no one on a large scale is going to do this it's but just without your individuals
2: one at a time without your testicle fortitude that it wouldn't happen and i really applaud people like you that are on the forefront of that, that bring this to the fruition of the people within our community, because there are a lot of people that are just within themselves. And Stephen Jones, uh, uh, this is one of the reasons why we fell in love with you and the Fox street compound. And I want you to take uh, just uh, 60 seconds to talk about the Fox street compound and how people within the Denver and beyond community can benefit from this as well.
6: Well, wonderful. So connectedsoul.org is where you can find us. The Fox Street Compound is our event center where it's a nonprofit resource center in which you can utilize our services from grant writing, event services, to anything else to come out and raise funds for your activities and your efforts. I mean, really it's about community, it's about organization and getting us, you know, holding hands. I mean, Connected Soul is all about breaking down boundaries from economic sociology to everything else theology i mean let's get it on
2: thought process yeah right so how can people within the shot of our voice that are saying either we have some type of event that we would like to hold there or we would just like to donate uh out of our pockets because you know hey listen a lot of times i call them slacktivists and i love slacktivists that they're like Here's the time of the year that we need to figure out where our resources will go to be able to benefit people within our community. And I think there is no one, no other better than uh, Connected Souls.
6: Well, thank you so much. So ConnectedSoul.org, you can donate money there. Uh, we do have many events coming up at the Fox Street Compound, which also support every nonprofit, nonprofit that is featured there. So from the grant writing to The organizations from WIC, Wealth and Community Knowledge, to Connected Soul. I mean, we've got some great opportunities. So uh, on Facebook, Fox Street Compound, you can donate there, or connected org.
2: Let's just do your thing. Take us a break,
3: Jay. uh, Well, uh, two seconds, but not to make it too deep, but it's like without people like you and doing these things, Earth doesn't work. I mean, it re- I mean, it really doesn't think about it. People go nuts. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're live at the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. David Stevenson. Steven Davidson. Hmm. <laughs> I got it. Steven Davidson, thank you so much for coming on. Los thank those Find them on Facebook. Get them to cater your thing. It's delicious. We'll be right back on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Radio.
0: So maybe you have a restaurant and aren't making as much money as you'd like. Perhaps you need help with food costs or ideas on improving your menu. Get help now. Email Greg and the chef today. TheModernEater at gmail.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker Whiskey. Rocker Rum. Rocker Vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. What is it, Cooper? Brews beers? Denver's only all-Belgian-style brewery? And dogs are welcome? Good boy, Cooper! Brews Beers. Sip on classic Belgian styles and unique Belgian inspired beers. They also have a large selection of award-winning, small-batch handcrafted artisan ales, daily food trucks, and plenty of free parking. On Mondays, enjoy half price drafts. Tuesdays, it's half price crowlers. Wednesdays is trivia night. And don't miss American Craft Beer Week, May 15th through the 21st. If you like Belgian beers, Brews Beers is the best place to hang in Colorado. 67th and Pecos in Midtown. Call 303 65 beer that's 303-650-2337 and online at brewsbeers b-r-u-z beers.com
1: all right
2: back to the crafty fox tap house and pizzeria momentarily but uh right now jeff rork and a plus beverage solutions he's jeff on the spot jay just, just call Jeff, they say. Just call, just call Jeff. And why wouldn't you? Because uh, here's the deal. We're doing things that, so much with um, tap lines uh, and pouring faucets and efficiency. And Bruce Beers was a little thin today. And if we could just bring Charlie's mic up. It's invaluable to have a guy like Jeff Or and A-Plus Beverage Solutions for all of your faucet and draft needs. Charlie, when you see uh, uh, when you hear about a guy like Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, it's kind of cool when you're like, okay, we're a little short this weekend, and we need some uh, another jockey box, and we need to pour mm-hmm. well. Uh, because it's one of those things to where when you're pouring your beer, and especially the festival where people are just introduced to you, uh, right. you need efficiency at its finest. And Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions is able to provide that for you, not only in your uh, in your tasting room, but uh, also in uh, festivals as on well. On the road,
1: yeah. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, they actually supplied us with a couple jockey boxes today, and uh, we we had another event going on in another area. So uh, that really kind of bailed us out. We wouldn't have been able to uh, do it without them.
2: Doing uh, build-outs, uh, Jeff Rock A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's one of these guys where he's going to make sure that uh, whatever your vision is at mm-hmm. your brewery, he's going to come to fruition with that. And to be able to do that and kind of listen to your needs, because he does a lot of different build outs, from punch bowl social, uh, all the way down the line, uh, I mean, we listen to people all the time, Jay, that say Jeff Rourke has come and he's fit our needs. And not only does he come to do the build-out, he's going to come afterwards and he's going to maintain these lines. And he'll add other lines, whether they're nitros, a water line, a wine line, or a uh, distillery line as well. When a, brewer, when
3: a brewer refers to him as a god... And I'm referring to the brew on Broadway over there, the Bob. They refer to him as a god. You're doing something right, Greg. And James uh, Pichorek
2: from- uh, Six build-outs with him. Six build-outs with him. And uh, your first build-out with uh, Jeff Rourke and Mm A-Plus Beverage Solutions. This is something, Charlie, if you're not pouring efficient beer that's delicious right from how you brew it to where you want your customer to be able to consume it, you're doing a disservice to anything that you've done on the well, front end.
1: Ab- absolutely. You can make the best beer in the world. If you can't deliver it into the glass uh, to the consumer, then you've missed the boat. So, yeah, don't miss uh, the That's boat. what we like about uh, A-plus is they they don't they don't miss the boat.
2: Don't miss the boat because if you're not pouring efficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money dra- down the drain. Uh, give it to Jeff Rourke on the front end, and he's going to make sure that you're going to make that profit on the back end. Jeff Rourke and A Beverage Solutions. Get a hold of him. 720 272 3809. 720 272 3809. The leader in the industry, you want an A on your draft line report card. It's Jeff Rourke and A Beverage Solutions.
7: This
0: is the Modern Eater Show at Troy
7: Guard Tag Restaurant Group. I'll see you guys soon. My name is Jennifer Jasinski, and I'm listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
2: We love all the networking we do on The Modern Eater and The Modern Drinker shows right here on iHeartRadio every Saturday evening live from 6 to 8 p.m. It's such a pleasure to be able to do things like events, Fest on the uh, first full day of fall. And as I look over the Mile Heights City on this uh, dreary But a very acceptable evening. It's just so cool. Look at that, Charlie. You see that? Amazing. It's gorgeous, isn't it? What a view. I know. What a view. And it was like uh, the the, uh, the gods, right? The gods Mm -hmm. opened up for Micro fest and said, you know, towards the end, we're going to give you a little bit of rain. You know why? You had too much fun. (laughs) (laughs) You had too much. There's such thing, Charlie, as too much fun. Did you know Uh, that? I
1: I do know that. And uh, (laughs) I've had it a few times.
2: (laughs) That's right. And we're having a lot of fun here tonight at uh, the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. It's one of those things to where you see all of our friends and our family and the networking we do. And uh, for a split moment, it makes sense. It actually makes sense. What do you think, Charlie?
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. This has been a great day. I mean, the fest. and. You know, all the things happening here at the Crafty Fox this evening. Uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a good day if you're a beer drinker. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Did you get any of the food that was out there? Did you get to try any of the paella? Or Spud Nation was here, too, doing the, the potato thing. Anything you want with a potato, they get down with it. Chivi's Tacos was doing some tacos out there. Our buddy John Irvin was doing gluten-free samples, and we're going to talk to him hit. coming he's up. He's coming up. Oh, he's a John heat, he, he wasn't a hit. Drinks. He was a home run. What Did you enjoy of any of the delicious food that was out there today, Charlie?
1: Well, I didn't get so much of it myself, but I did see a lot of people. You um, see that pizza that, waiting
2: for him?
3: Yeah, that, Oh,
1: that's It
2: has, right. it has that's nothing right. on, nothing on Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It,
3: Charlie's pizza is next to him. Everybody, to paint you that picture with a with is. a bite out of one slice that is just begging for it's like, so please, Charlie, get into Absolutely. me.
1: Absolutely, and uh, uh, I tell you that paella looked amazing, and some of the stuff from the the spuds looked amazing, yeah, and the gluten free uh stuff was oh uh,
3: uh, you know. uh, i you know the gluten free, in the gluten free zone we had uh, uh uh arepas caribbean that was doing all gluten free and and vegan stuff too it was just uh, greg i mean it's one of these things where it's it, this is what you come out for when you want to go to a beer fest and you want to hang out with some friends and meet new people and try new things and drink different this is this this is the type of event that you do it at man what
2: was the highlight charlie we'll go around the horn i'll tell you mine uh, Charlie, today, your highlight, Micro Brew Fest, 39th and Fox Street, first annual. Uh, to me, seemingly a success. Uh, you've seen Absolutely a lot of beer festivals, and you do it, it probably every weekend, I would like to Pretty say. Pretty much. We do right? a
1: lot of beer fests. And uh, the this, highlight one was, for you. this one, to me, the highlight was the diversity of the beers, the diversity of the breweries, being able to go around. There was large breweries, smaller breweries. You know, people like Avery brought their A-game, you know, uh, and, you know, so did uh, some of the smaller breweries. And and we were out there pouring some uh, amazing Belgian beers. But, uh, you know, th- that was, to me, what the most fun was, was circulating through the crowd. You know, everybody was, you know, in a very upbeat, positive mood because they were drinking great beers from this amazing selection of breweries that you guys put together for the fast.
2: Uh, and, and a lot of people involved in this. And uh, very special to hear Charlie say that. When again, you know, every single weekend a brewer is hit up for another beer festival and a lot of times it's seen as a money grab. And I'm, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that and just a little uh, preview. Two minutes from now, Charlie Kinney is going to announce the winners of the IPA competition at Micro Brew Fest, which I think is a very
1: big deal. Well, that was a that was a huge highlight of the fest. Was having uh, the competition. All the brewers put beers in pretty much. Uh, there was IPA was sort of the theme of the fest. And then to enter the beers in a competition, and I can tell you, having judged them, there wasn't a bad beer in the bunch. It was hard for us to figure out. You know how do you how do you come up with first, second, right. and third out of that field? Right,
2: judging is a very difficult thing because like, who am I to judge? But you, hey, listen, you have the. Sophisticated taste buds, and you were in good company. We'll talk about those folks Mm -hmm. that you were with. uh, Two minutes from now, Jay Parker, very important. What was your highlight for the (laughs) Honest,
3: Honestly, my highlight was just uh, walking around and seeing people laughing. And and drink, and and drinking and just hanging out and and talking to one another and almost like uh, Charlie, it's like I for some reason and and because I was so personally involved with this uh, brew fest, I, I you know I take I pay special attention, I guess. But it's like it, it's uh, seeing people that at least for a moment, no matter what's going on around them, had uh, not have a care in the world that they're yeah. just out having fun, and you can see, and everybody has drama, everybody has stress, right? But when you're out and you're having just this delicious beer, and, the, and then the next one, and then you're having gluten-free, thi- and you're like, I can eat this, there's no gluten. It's like people lose all the cares in the world, and they just have a good time. And to me, the, the, yeah. that, that was my highlight, is seeing that on people's faces.
1: Well, I can tell you going to a lot of brew fests, each brew fest has a vibe to it, and you know, this one had a great vibe. Yeah. It really did.
2: Yeah, Micro Brewfest today, uh, September 23rd. What a great day for everybody. Hey, hey by the way, end of the world uh, yeah, didn't come. You were thinking about uh, that? No, not until hey. you said that. Yeah, I was really. like, hey, guess what didn't happen today? Yeah. We we didn't lose light in the uh, northern hemisphere, yeah. and there was no uh, uh, apocalypse uh, uh, signs. That we're I lost a bet to myself. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Was somebody predicting that? Yes, yes, oh, that, that was That was a thing, This was
2: Charlie. a big thing on September thing. 23rd, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Me and you talking was, uh, you know, there were bets against it at this point in time. But, hey, listen, everything turned out out, in our favor. We're still here talking. We'll throw
3: that into the Y2K bin. But I figured, hey,
2: uh, delicious craft beers. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to drink some beer. (laughs) You know, why not? That's Uh, right. John Irvin Gluten-Free Things uh, today. Here it is. This is a gluten fest, man. And we had a gluten-free zone. Can you believe that... uh, uh, how popular is that that your loved ones and and I can imagine what a on the butt people are that are just uh, let 's drink that crap beer let's and then they have their their friends and family that aren't they can 't have that they can 't do what they but to be included in a festival that has ciders that has exclusive gluten free beer that has a uh, dedicated gluten free vegan Uh, Bakery such as gluten-free things in Arvada to be assembled in one place and to have this an all inclusive event for everybody Was that special to you?
7: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's one of those things where We brought out our bread our crustinis, which are a toasted bread. We had our uh, we made up uh, chocolate chip cookies and uh, our red velvet graham crackers, and we had some dips and stuff like that. People
2: couldn't believe how delicious yeah, that was. Yeah, every,
7: everybody. I mean, even so people good. that are not gluten free. So, were.
2: next segment, you're in the kitchen. That's it. We're going to talk about that and gluten free things and your involvement in Holiday Daily Brewing Company and the cideries that we had here as well. But your highlight before we go to break, what was that for you today, John?
7: You know, it's like what, what, the, what Jay was saying everybody. You can't take was, my answer. Okay.
3: I'm just kidding, go ahead.
7: Um I would just say that everybody, even looking into the weather and everything else like that, everybody had a fantastic time. And people came out. The uh, thing is, if the sun was out, you probably would have had this place even more full.
2: I'll tell you what, here we go. Um I'm going to dovetail off that and tell you that right now my favorite thing was the sense of community Mm -hmm. and the sense of community of where I'm a Denver, Colorado guy, born, raised, know these people, Uh, the Colorado craft breweries and the other ones that we've mobilized from states far and wide to be in this craft uh, community that when we sat down and we looked at the people that came out today, it was like, we're here. We have family. We love each other. We want to support each other. It was one of those things to where, when you could take a deep breath and you could actually realize that we're all gathered in one place, I think it took. And that made me feel really nice. What do you think?
7: I think for the first festival, you know, you had a fantastic crowd. I mean, it just was, it, it was really good. A Lot of fun. Like I said, If the weather would have been with sun, I think you would have had this place so packed, you wouldn't know what to do. It would have been
2: busting out the thieves. But right now, you know, hey, we'll take 1,500 people. First year festival, it was great. People were here, out in full effect. It was one of those things to where, I don't know. Hey, our bathrooms might not have been able to hold all those people because, as it stands right now, it was one of those uh, festivals to where everything ran smooth. And it was, a, it was a good day. Best thing you can do, John Irvin, right there. Uh, the, uh, he's gonna stick around. In the kitchens, up next uh the uh value uh, the value of gluten-free and we'll talk about that with actually charlie and kenny stick around for that and um more and more jay when we talk about gluten-free it's one of those things to where we've been beating the drum for a little while now
3: i mean it's i've been talking about it so much on the show and in the community that it's i'm changing my own stuff and John is a big part of that, and I'll tell him why when we get back.
2: Whether you're celiac, you, you have uh, an autoimmune uh, disorder, you're a, a little inflammation, and you're figuring out that maybe gluten's not my thing in breweries. Uh, listen, uh, people are walking around, and they're saying, here's the thing that we need to do as far as our lifestyles and our health. And you know what? I think that the communities and what we are facing right now, we're adjusting to it. Very well, rightfully said. Jay, take us a break.
3: Okay, well, you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio live from the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. First annual Micro Brew Fest is in the books. uh, Wildly successful. Everybody loved it. We're having a blast. We'll be right back on the Modern Eater Show.
0: Love great food and drinks? Get tips on the best places to eat or discover new bars and restaurants. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Modern Eater. You're thirsty. You want a drink, a swig, something to quaff, imbibe. You want bogey's beer and wine. 400 craft beers. We're talking lagers, suds, brewskis, you name it, they got it. 170 whiskeys, hooch, moonshine, bourbon, scotch. It's enough for any gin joint. The guy who runs it? Kyle Moyer. He's a connoisseur. Guy really knows his stuff. You want wine? Kyle says there's plenty of great wine right here. Local, you know. Family owned. Make your taste buds come alive. Bogies Beer and Wine. It's a shop, a store, an emporium, a flavor factory for distilled spirits right next to the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, near I-25 and 38th on Fox Street. You like beer, whiskey, and wine? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to bogeysbeer.com. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. Tap house. Pizzeria. Mamma mia, it's a booze. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Named one of the hottest new bars in Denver by Zagat. 60 rotating taps dedicated to delicious craft beer. With permanent Russian river blind pig handle. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. The most heavenly pizza you've ever tasted. The freshest ingredients. Baked to perfection. This menu, they use the same ingredients that they use to make a craft. Have the beer. With two outdoor patios, including a rooftop deck. With a majestic view of downtown Denver, located just a mile north of Coors Field. Let's play ball! 3901 Fox Street in Denver. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. It's, it's both. The Crafty Fox Pizzeria and Tap House, where craft is their middle name. Check them out at craftyfox.beer.
3: That's right. Uh, It is the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, and that's where we are live. But before we get back to the show, I want to talk to you about the Goods Restaurant. It's a neighborhood kitchen and bar, and if you're looking for a place to take the family, take that on the patio, uh, watch the sun, do some people watching, the Goods Restaurant is where you want to be. Vegan, uh, carnivores, whatever you're into, they they will make it for you. Scratch Kitchen. Not to mention two different happy hours, 3 to 6, 9 to close. Uh, this place has everything you're looking for. Not only is it a great environment, it's great food. Mark Whistler, the owner of that place, he t- he's there every single day with an apron on out there to, to give you what you want. Don't forget to ask about their variety show every, the last Saturday of every month. They do so many different things, and there are so many more things coming. Check them out. Give them a call. They're at 2550 East Colfax, right next to the tattered cover. Everybody knows where that is. Give them a call, 303 355 5445, or find them on Facebook. It's The Goods Restaurant and Bar.
0: Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show, the ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. It is time for
3: In the Kitchen, and that means it's time for John Urban from Gluten-Free Things. Uh, here, John, let's just get right to it uh, with just a few minutes left in this segment here.
2: Microbrewfest, you were here handing out samples, and people were going bananas. Jay, who's better in In the Kitchen right now than John Urban? Nobody. And we're looking for great... Hey, John, uh, we've been beating the drum for quite some time, and you're the guy who is really on 630 KHOW and iHeart Radio Station. You're the guy who uh, really st- stood up in the forefront. And gluten-free, when we first started, very difficult thing to even say to anybody at that point, right?
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you're why? Right? Why was that? Why Why have we been
2: working so hard for something that's not going away?
7: Well, first of all, you're the only radio person uh, that actually believed in the gluten-free trend. And, uh, trend? And that, I'll stop well, you right well, there
2: not a trend. Well, A trend thing, would mean that it's going to come and then it's going to go.
7: Well, I mean, what I'm meaning is, is that people had gluten-free issues. A lot of people don't believe in it. Second thing is that uh, Colorado's the number one gluten-free state in the union, and so um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. You keep on throwing it in front of people. Like today we had just everybody were coming up and trying all of our breads, and I always ask them whether they've tried gluten-free bread before, you know, and say, okay, if they have, it's better because then they know what it tastes like. Give it to them, and they go, oh, man, this is this is way different. This is fluffy. This is light, you know. And then we give them a, a toasted version, which is a crostini. They love that. And then the uh, uh, cookies. We had, like, a couple hundred cookies. We had a lot of bread and everything else. We ran out of a lot of the stuff, especially the cookies and the graham crackers. But... It's just—it's one of those things. You just got to keep on putting it in front of people and getting our name out there, gluten-free things brand.
3: Well, and John Jay Parker here. I mean, listen—it's like whether it's a lifestyle or you or you have a physical ailment too. Gluten, you know, it's not going—it's not going away. No, no. If anything, it's just—it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm one of these people where I can eat gluten all day long.
2: I want to give you guys full dis- disclosure, and um, so I uh, alopecia. Is is an interesting thing, and it's an inflammation thing. It's one of those things to where you're you have an overactive uh, immune system, and uh, it'll start attacking your hair follicles. That overactive immune system is one of those things to where a gut protocol. People that are, and this is where the modern eater really comes into play. If you deconstruct your diet and you bring it down to the most simple form of what you're eating and how you're eating it it's one of those things to where i am somebody who definitely knows that allergies inflammation come from the things that i eat whether it's charring meat and having uh food that is uh we have one minute left. I want to continue this conversation. Do you mind sticking around, sure, John? Sure, I want to continue this conversation because I think it's very important. A lot of people, they see their ailments. And Jay uh, Jay Parker, you've come so long, uh, so far with what you're doing with your food and with your diet. And your diet is very important to how you feel and how you live. Let's continue the conversation into the next hour. Do that.
3: Into the drinker. We can do that. We can can do do that. that.
2: We'll do that. Uh, John Irvin's here with us. Charlie Gottenkinney. We'll talk about gluten free beers as well and why there's a need and a demand to do that.